shadows of the evening, birds and beasts and flowers soon will be asleep. Oh, hey, what's hey. that, Mike? Um, oh, sorry. I was just, uh, I was just singing, uh, you know, a popular little ditty that I learned. But uh, hey, we're here. Welcome to Bay Harbor Brothers Podcast, where two brothers who live nowhere near the bay break down episodes of the sh- Showtime hit series, Dexter. I'm your host, Mike, here as always with my co-host and brother, Josh. What's up? How you doing? Good, good. Uh, that was a wonderful performance, by the way, to lead us into the episode here. Thank you. Much yeah. appreciated. I mean, what's Dexter without a little bit of uh, some musical numbers? I mean, usually when I do a murder, the first thing I do is <laughs> sing about nature. So, uh, yeah, we are we're still on break here, so we're able to uh, crank out a bunch of these. Hopefully we can get another one. Uh, and before we go back to work, back to the grind, I do have to thank you for um, providing extra energy to this episode. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm here for. Well, no, more specifically, I'm I'm thanking you for providing me with um my my gift Nespresso machine. Hey, you used it. I I am drinking this like uh like water and it feels like rocket fuel flowing through my <laughs> blood veins. <laughs> well, I am really happy it's accomplishing exactly what I wanted it to accomplish, which is yep. getting you and Abby to talk as fast as you possibly could to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked, I think, the most the strongest one in the box, and I feel like the caffeine is running through my veins like the salmon of Capistrano. Wow, that's a reference. But this is going to be an electric show if that's the case, and I'm really excited about it. And and more more importantly, it's probably the best episode we've had. It is hands down it's the best. It's, this is the best one, but it is. Yeah. It is, and. You know, if there's murder songs, it you can't yeah. go wrong. So, so it's going to be interesting to see how the best episode with the most content and my mind going a thousand miles an hour is going to work. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I, I, you know, anything you want to say, you can say it at rapid speed, and I'll try to I'll try to follow along. I don't know. I can't. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that you wanted to give a brief content warning. Right. Oh, we're going to get serious real fast. Well, oh. yeah, it goes without saying that, like, we should probably give a content warning for every episode of Dexter. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, just up front, there is going to be gore, violence, all that stuff. Um, torture, self-harm. Um, in this one, we do have uh, suicide. We do have domestic abuse. So pretty much all the bad things. You know, we could start doing them for every episode. That That's totally fine. If If some down the line this becomes a thing and people are listening and any of these things uh are triggering to you then this is definitely not the podcast or the show for you you probably should have would have figured that out by now but um especially this episode here you know lots of lots of heavy material so yeah and we make light of it because we want to you know have fun and enjoy ourselves on here but we're not you know, we're not making light of the actual content. No, absolutely not. So it's an entertaining. It's an entertaining show. Yeah. I don't think the show. I don't think the show make makes light of it. I think that no. they have like a little bit of playfulness to like. Like one of my first notes here is like when there's a new crime scene, 
like there's like happy salsa music playing a lot of the time so like <laughs> you know it's the it it goes with the thematics of the show and it, it it's it's not to say that we don't take these things seriously domestic abuse rape torture uh self-harm all that stuff you know we we definitely like respect um and and try to empathize with those that are that do need help and and are looking for help and so thank you yeah important content warning um and it doesn't get much <laughs> it doesn't get any less heavy moving forward no um, there's so, not like a season of sunshine and rainbows coming up no 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 that would be a weird concept thematically yeah. for dexter it does it does beg the question that you asked a couple weeks ago of like would this be allowed on tv now and i think I, my answer a couple weeks ago was like absolutely it's showtime it's hbo you know i, I can't help but think of game of thrones you know it, mm -hmm. it they kind of just do whatever they want and there is a lot of heavy stuff in there too yep. especially this newest installation of house of the dragon um a lot of like you know it just so yeah i still think it would be i think it might be under a much bigger microscope and there would be a lot more opinions. Social media certainly wasn't what it was back then. I think like us doing this podcast now, we can kind of separate ourselves, put us back in that like 2006 mind, mind frame when we when we do this analysis. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, all right, let's dive into this this episode here. You notice anything or anything stand out to you about this episode, the themes in this episode? Uh, not to not to be too cheesy, but this was a killer episode. I mean, this ah. like, this had this had everything. It, it was like all the ingredients from the first couple episodes thrown in the frying pan. And this is where we got cooking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me. Oh, right. Nice. I love that metaphor. I did make a couple of notes for like behind the scenes. OK, Um. it, it, it does turn out that this director was his name is Steve Schill. This was his first um episode directing oh wow we had okay. a couple of other folks um i think there was the same i didn't write down all their names but the first uh individual did the first three and then i think there was someone that did four and five and then someone else did six um wow. okay so they had a hand they had a handful so this is steve shill this is his first one um as far as the writing goes they've all been james manos jr combined with jeff Lindsay, who's the, the right. author of the novel series okay and i and i believe they continue to collaborate at least through season one before jeff Lindsay leaves at some point yeah i so think james, that... james manos is the the main force here the creator writer Interesting. i'll keep up with that i'll keep up with that because um you could certainly tell that these first seven episodes were directed by different people i think yeah i agree yeah i agree yeah. and this the this may be the best director that we've had so far because I think some of the choices in this episode were awesome. Um, in general, like the idea of uh, companionship a, or sort of like a desperation for connection is something that we see not only in Dexter or with Dexter, but throughout most of the characters' journeys in this episode. Like we see a, a desperation for connection from Deb, from Dex, from even Dokes, who's like trying to sort of have a connection with Deborah, you know? Paul, Jeremy, like all of these characters are sort of like, you know, they, they want some, they want to feel something. They want to feel connection to someone. Um, and I feel like that is, that's something that we're going to see constantly like moving forward, but something that is sort of underlying in this whole episode. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then just to, to go off that, just to have everybody kind of front and center, I feel like there was like a, just to fill that hour of content with this was the most ensemble type yeah. episode. And what we got from everyone was pretty damn good. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. The, there, I, it was tough to find some weak links in this episode for sure. Um, Easy to find LVPs, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. But we didn't need like a Doke's family dinner or like a weird dream from Carrie. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need uh, naked Valerie Castillo. No. So uh, Dexter's voiceover kind of starts this. And he he talks about how there are less than 50 serial killers active in the U.S. today. And that's a statistic he gives us from directly from the FBI. So that's really interesting because I think it goes with the theme of like, well, there aren't a lot of people that I can actually connect to and, and be myself around. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of why he feels this this really like inherent connection to the ice truck killer and to this other character, Jeremy Downs, who we've seen before. He's He feels these connections because it's limited. He doesn't have opportunities to like connect with people that are like him. That's why this, this episode is called circle of friends because he feels mm-hmm. like his circle of friends is kind of shrinking right at the beginning. We open on, like you said, salsa music and uh, it is a knife murder. Someone has been knife murdered and uh, Dokes is there. He is investigating this kid that was sliced and slashed. Dexter is like dancing to like recreate the <laughs> actual crime and Dokes walks in on him dancing. And the first thing he was, <laughs> he was doing it. Yeah, he was doing his like uh, his uh, dress rehearsal for the knife fight in West Side Story at the beginning. Slash slash. Yeah, that's pretty much what he's. <laughs> and Dokes walks in and he's like, uh, he so says something hot on over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something about submitting him for psych evaluation. I don't know. But it turns was out he holding a, was he holding a real knife? When he was doing that or just like using his hand and miming it? I think he may have just been miming it. I okay. feel like it would be <laughs> ill-advised <laughs> to hold a knife at a murder scene, but I could be wrong. Uh, it turns it's out like that... You're getting horny over there, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dexter was. He was definitely. He's like, yeah, a little, a little sergeant. I'm getting a, it... a little bit horny. <laughs> I think it moved. I, f- I feel life down there. <laughs> and uh, Dexter s- notices that he has seen wounds like this before. It's somebody that mm-hmm. Dexter previously let go. And it's the kid, Jeremy Downs. And Dexter thinks that this is probably the work of of this, you know, previous killer who Dexter had some empathy for and previously let walk away. So yeah. now, now there's a little bit of guilt involved too, because is this is this partially Dexter's fault that this this high school kid is murdered? But also pretty cool that he's able to identify that it's Jeremy just from like slash 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 like yeah, <laughs> like oh that's Jeremy yeah oh yeah yeah that's a hundred percent Jeremy yeah. based on the I t- slashes. I talked to the knife salesman from yeah <laughs> from when he bought that knife and those are the exact same oh. yeah yeah how's uh-huh. he doing? Did he sell his sword yet? Probably not. Ah, shucks. But later, Dokes comes in and with a sword, so we'll talk about that. 
Yeah, for sure. We cut to the police station where Deb is asleep on LaGuardia's couch. I guess she's been there all night. She kind of walks through, she walks Angel through her thought process on, she has been like looking at, looking for leads on the ice truck killer because I guess she's the only one that still cares. <laughs> she <laughs> it has been searching for like any, were there any driving violations near the ice truck killer's victims? crime scenes and can so she near, like, connect them so near the abandoned hospital this is the first time anyone from the police station has thought to cross-reference like any motor vehicle okay yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah because if yeah. somebody if someone's name comes up more than once that puts them at yeah two separate crime scenes so you would think that miami metro would think of this idea but they have not no they don't so they find care. they find neil's neil perry's name on this like pretty short list of moving violations right mm -hmm. which puts which puts him at the hospital which we already knew he was at yes and what's the other crime scene that he was uh, at because they don't. say that it puts him they puts that it puts him at two crime scenes maybe the ice rink oh uh, okay i don't yeah i actually didn't well, write either that way down, but... either way like the guy who came in that was at the warehouse at the abandoned hospital. Yes. Who was like a total creep mm -hmm. showed up on a Nate showed up on a list of like 20 names. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they, they let him go because he, yeah. he was a Lukey yeah. Lou. Right. Yeah. <laughs> LaGuardia. LaGuardia just, you know, disregarding yeah. Lukey Lou's angel and Deb are psyched because it in her four seconds of you know actual thought processed investigation she came up with the biggest lead that the department has ever seen um so they angel and deb go together to uh neil perry's place of residence which is this double wide trailer mm -hmm. and i think deb says something about seven inbred cousins <laughs> so i'm here i mean look wood paneled station wagon Parked in mm -hmm. the driveway, I guess you can call it a driveway. So all of the pieces are kind of coming together for this Neil mm -hmm. Perry character. They look up and there's a camera that's sort of like hovering and following their movements. And Deb's like, all right, he, there's a camera following us. They knock on the door. <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't have money for much, but he does have money for a, <laughs> a surveillance camera. Surveillance camera right. and, and an underground tunnel. And it, yeah, is that was that a tunnel? Okay, I, I wasn't sure. He burrows sure if, his way under. I wasn't sure if it was a tunnel or he just crawled out of his house. I I guess that's the one perk of having a double wide is like, you know, yeah, you're not like yeah. cemented to the floor. You can like burrow your way out. Sure, sure. And nobody um, heard, nobody heard it either. Why are why is Angel why are Angel and Deb not calling for backup if they think they have the ice truck killer like? He is the most wanted person in Miami. You know, there's like this statewide manhunt or at least citywide manhunt. And they're yeah. like, they're just going to go the two of them with no other cops. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. It's not the best call, but I guess I think they say something about like, you know, time is of the essence here. And like, we can't, we can't wait for backup. We can't. We got to go. Cops. Yeah, I, know. I know. I don't know. If I, 
<laughs> so Neil, so Neil is in there and he, yeah, he like burrows his way out of the house and nobody hears him. No, no, no one hears. He, he literally like punches his way and burrows <laughs> out of the trailer and they're both Deb and Angel are like, knock, knock. Are you there? <laughs> so he escapes. He takes a knife and slashes their tires and then sprints at God lightning speed. <laughs> Like, I have never seen someone run that fast in my mm-hmm. entire life uh, yeah. to some vehicle and he escapes. This is this seems like the guy right now. Yeah, seems like yeah. The guy. I mean, uh, all the evidence is piling up. Yeah. So uh, they let him they let him get away, unfortunately. And we cut they can't, down. They can't they, they can't search yet, though, because they don't have a warrant. Right. Or they can't like... search. They can't search. No, no, can't. Search but when he runs, them. that gives them. They can go to the judging at the warrant because yes, runs, yeah, right? for sure. Dexter, it, we cut now to Dexter looking at pictures in his lab of the Jeremy Downs victim, this this poor high school kid. But Dexter overhears Laguerta explaining to the rest of the the uh, department that they caught or somebody is the the main target here of the ice truck killer. Like they've identified him, so it's Neil Perry. Angel is put in charge of the task force, so that's cool. Yeah, I, and I didn't, I wasn't sure. Like, wasn't he already? And then Dokes was, and then Angel was, and then Deb was, and then like just pick someone and have the task force. Like, I, stop making new task forces. They have, they've had different task forces every day. <laughs> it's just put the people on the case. Whatever. Nope. No, we're going to change things up today. Yeah. See if that gives every, us any more success. Every episode is a new task force. Just I think she needs jokes for something else, right? I mean, there's they got two things going on at once. He's so. taking the lead on Jeremy Downs and yeah. yeah, the our our main characters can only be in one place at a time, I guess. <laughs> um <laughs> Guys, we got two cases at once. What are we going to do? Main, we have to split up the characters. <laughs> Four main characters and three randos. You're gonna go to the ice truck killer. Yeah. Did you catch the horrible the horrible line of uh the cop ha- handing uh Laguerta a piece of paper and interrupting I, her? I didn't. <laughs> what was it? She's like she was like giving her like pep talk or whatever, and this um this cop comes up with a yellow piece of paper and she's like, What is it? And then <laughs> And then she says something about like, yes, we can, we can, we could pay for them to get extracted from somewhere else. Oh yeah. yeah, I I I did I did catch that. Like, why are you doing? Why are you asking that right now? Yeah, I don't it, know. It reminded me of of the scene from The Office where <laughs> Michael Scott asks Aaron to bring in like a post-it note. <laughs> and, yeah. In the middle of a meeting because he loves it. And it's just like a oh, picture, yeah. a picture of a hot dog or like a smiley <laughs> face, and yeah. and he's like, yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm too busy for this, and gives. Busy, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. It yeah. was so cheesy. It is. And she was, she was talking, and she was like, "What is it?" <laughs> Laguerta wants to keep it low profile because she like, because of her major blunder of how she handled Tony Tucci, so she doesn't want word to get out that it's like Neil Perry that they're searching for. Probably a good call. Yeah, probably a good call not to do like a nationwide manhunt for Neil Perry right yeah. now. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the next ice truck killer. <laughs> ice truck killer two. <laughs> Go get him. 
And if it's not him, yeah. we'll do this uh, again. We'll do this again. <laughs> I got, I have an infinite number of task force combinations. Yes, and we can make as many PowerPoint presentations as possible and may blow up faces <laughs> as big as we want. Angel pulls Deb onto the task force, which is generous. Dexter, though, is not a believer. He is, once again, kind of shitting on Deb's parade because she's the one. Her intricate research is what led to Neil Perry being this number one suspect. And Dexter, again, is like he did last episode does not like her book report on tigers. I just don't think he wants, I don't think he wants them to be the one to catch him. I think he's just like, I think yeah. it's more, more so like, he's just like, Oh, seriously. Like they got my guy, you know? I also think it's disappointment in the fact that like, he thinks that this, the ice shark killer is like a master at his craft. Yeah. So he, yeah. in Dexter's mind, this guy should never be caught by Miami yeah. Metro. No, like and he's like too, his, he's too good. Kind of like almost a, his friend in a weird way. Like, yeah, his circle like of his, friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dexter has a great line where it says that like, I don't think looking at Neil Perry, he, this doesn't look like the face of a guy that can terrorize like an entire city, maybe a science camp. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's definitely the face of someone that could terrorize a city. He's creepy as fuck. He is, but he could also terrorize a science camp. Like he for could. sure, yeah. yeah. And then, and then Dokes walks over and says, "Where's my blood report, Sparky?" <laughs> <laughs> and Sparky's like, "Yeah, I'll get that right over to you, Dokes." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Sparky. Do we um, have to call Dexter Sparky for the rest of this. I this don't think just, we can. Just, just this episode. Just this episode. Okay. We can refer to him as Sparky. Uh, we cut now to. <laughs> Rita is pulling up to the school to pick up her children, but they are not present. Yeah. They are yeah. gone. This and, episode uh, just puts its foot on the gas and does not let go. Nope. Never. And yeah. uh so the the like crossing guard or whatever is yeah. there. He's like, Yeah, like yeah, big, no, adult yeah, big adult male crossing guard. Big adult <laughs> like, male yeah. baby crossing guard. Yes. <laughs> Like, put a pacifier in his mouth, and that's... He's got, like, a giant safety vest on. (laughs) He does. He does. (laughs) And he has this, like, like befuddled, childish look on his face. He's like, yeah, uh, your husband came and and picked up the kids. And she's like, are you fucking stupid? (laughs) Yeah. So Paul picked up the kids. Well, Um, so Morgan's school, like, my daughter, like, we have to... There's a buzzer. You go in. Like, you have to show your ID. Like that's the way it should be. Like you can't just like you can't just be like, uh, okay, whoever. But it, I mean, but it is 2023 right now. Yep. I think yep. in two thousand six, like they were like, all right, yeah, you're, you're here Rita, to get the children. If Rita told the administration, like he is not to pick them up. Yeah. Like that's no good. Man. No, that's that's definitely on the school. That is a huge yeah. failure on the school. No, that's that's definitely on crossing guard McGee. Yeah, that may be yeah. an LVP vote for crossing guard McGee. We'll see. <laughs> Big baby McGee. <laughs> um, well, I didn't know. Oh, I, told me. I just thought your husband was the guardian. He got, he got a pacifier? He was the guardian of that island from Lost. <laughs> I thought it was Mean Jacob. So Rita's now freaking out because the kids are 
any nowhere to be found. Um, we cut back to Angel and the task force. I'd really like to give this task force a name. Do you have you have a cool name for this task um, force? I'm trying to think of like a something with animal taxidermy because that's their like their main. Oh um, yeah, uh, yeah. bearhead bearhead squad. <laughs> sure. <laughs> The Bearhead Squad. The Bearhead Squad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Bearhead Squad is going through uh Neil Perry's double wide trailer. <laughs> and um there's there's a lot of things inside this trailer. There's a lot of, a lot of uh animal parts. A lot trinkets. of taxidermy. What trinkets? <laughs> a lot of trinkets. There's some trinkets. You may say there's trinkets here. There's a lot of good animal experimentation statues and presentations. Yeah, for all to see. There are really good presentations. You're right. Masuka says that he enjoys this because he has a mummified chupacabra at home. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I have no clue what a chupacabra is. No, we don't. We don't do animals on this. No, show. we don't. Rando cop number six finds uh, <laughs> something on a the AOL computer. That has been in this trailer since 1994. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, guys, I just Hold logged on, let me, in. Let me put my away message up real quick. Hold on. <laughs> BRB. <laughs> um, so he finds how to articles, like a folder of how to like dismember a body and how to drain blood and how to like. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Slice up animals and shit. And, and Deborah uh, thinks like this is like we got him. Jackpot. And no, not jackpot. No. Angel not says jackpot. we got we got shit all. We got shit all. Unless we have hard evidence. This is all so yeah. circumstantial. And then Angel <laughs> proceeds to stare <laughs> at a deer in a wet in a in a in a bride in a bride's dress <laughs> for like ten seconds. He does, yeah. That's in a really important shot of this episode. It's just a deer in a bride's dress. An angel just like becomes mesmerized by it. Yeah. <laughs> Stares at it for like the rest of the entire scene. He's like, guys, look at this beautiful bride. <laughs> look at this beautiful bride. A lot of characters in the show have interactions staring at many of these animal heads. Animal people, yeah. Animal yeah. people, yes. Yeah. So the Bearhead Squad is doing a good job finding circumstantial evidence and tearing this double wide apart. Uh, but Angel says that, you know, they still need hard evidence. Cut back to Rita now flipping out about Paul taking the kids. She is talking to Dexter at her house. And I guess they're just kind of sitting back and waiting, hoping that the kids show up at the house. And Dexter is like trying his best to comfort her. And here he is. He walks in for the first time. This, we is this is this? Oh, I thought this was, was this when they're doing like the the double time foot massage, or is that later? No, that's a little later. Uh, that's okay. a little later. That okay. it's it kind of nice. I liked it, <laughs> yeah. but this is not it. Like um, Sixty nine of foot massages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they know how to have a good time. That's, they do. That's, that's what you do when you uh, have a sex <laughs> elephant in the room. Is <laughs> This <laughs> is 69 of foot massages. In walks me and Jacob. And this is our Mark, first. Mark Pellegrino. Yeah, Mark Pellegrino, who is, I love this actor so much. Uh, yeah, he, he hasn't really been in all that much, but like we know, like I know him as Jacob from Lost. 
as like this godlike protector of the island. Yep. Um, like the like the he's like represents good and light and like faith in humanity. And yeah. Then, and then we have him in Dexter as like the biggest piece of shit in the universe. <laughs> yeah. But I've also seen him in Supernatural where he plays oh like, yes literal yeah. Satan. <laughs> he's Lucifer. So like this is I think Paul is somewhere in between God of no, all goodness <laughs> and Lucifer. I think he's closer to Lucifer this. You but, think? Yeah. Okay. Very good very good range, Mark Pellegrino. Yeah. You are great you are range God or the devil. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. So he said he comes in, he says he was like Oh uh, yeah, I told you, Rita. I was taking the kids to the carnival. She's like, "No, you straight up about? didn't yeah. do that." Yeah, She's like, oh, you're yeah, well. supposed to be in jail. Yeah, he said he left a message with the school, which is also kind of bullshit. But this is just reinforcing your argument that Cody's an idiot. But after about a minute and a half into the scene, Cody looks at Dexter and says, "Dexter, look, my dad's home." It's like he's like, "Yeah, it's great, buddy." He's wow. like, I, I've literally been looking at him for 90 seconds. I know. I can I see why you are the way you are now, Cody. No. What I like what I like about these scenes with me and Jacob and the kids is that um, we as the audience know what Dex, who Dexter is. So there's almost like this sense of like, do you feel like Reed and the kids are protected? But like they have no idea they're protected. But as the audience, you're kind of like, yeah, he does not know what Rita's new boyfriend is capable of. And like, right, he, he, he is stepping in, into the wrong territory here. Yeah, you're and, right. That's a, uh, yeah. that's a, that's a lot of comfort that we as the yeah. audience can take. Uh, it's a really good point. Like you, you, you see him as a jerk and like you see him as like you just want you just want to swat him away. Right. Like like he's just annoying. Like he shouldn't be there. He has no right to see his kids unless yeah. he goes through the proper channels. Right. But like you kind of have this like, well, you do have Dexter there. Yeah. And he's yeah. A very He's not a guy, yeah. A solid backup plan <laughs> to have yep. Dexter there, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think you're also thinking, well, Dexter just could take this guy out, but at the same time, he doesn't meet the code, and he is still the father of these children that Dexter care a lot about. That's the thing. I th- I think he meets the code. I mean, you he... well, he hasn't like killed anyone. I, I yeah. guess not. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I don't know if where where we draw the line with Harry's code, where whether like an abusive drug dealing husband fits the I code. Will, I will email James Remar right now and ask him. Yeah. What, can you let can you ask him? I will. We I need will. a we need a paper copy of this code. <laughs> James. Hi James. James James Remar. James I Remar. Need, I need a co- I need a copy of your code from Dexter, please. Yeah. He's got it written down somewhere, probably on a post-it note or <laughs> There is a lot of tension between Dexter and and Mean Mean Jacob, uh, or Paul, and uh, a lot of a lot of looks back and forth, and it's a really cool like um, juxtaposition of like I am this I I care for my kids I'm this their father I love them but then this like subtle little menacing mm-hmm. look that he'll give Dexter, and it's mm-hmm. it's actually pretty cool they're both like protecting their territory in a sense. Mm-hmm. I think for Dexter, it's more just like, I want to fucking murder this guy so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he really does. Um, but he's controlled. He's a controlled monster. Yeah. Yeah. Deb, uh, in the trailer... Oh, sorry, Sparky. Sparky. Sorry, yes. Sparky, <sighs> look, my Sparky. dad's home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, Cody. 
I know. Jacob, this is my new boyfriend, Sparky. <laughs> Why are you holding a white rock? <laughs> Deb finds a secret closet in the trailer, in Neil Perry's trailer, because yeah. the closet is... Of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah, it's like a six inch by six inch closet. He's yeah. got like, a, like obviously that's that can't be a real closet. You could fit mm -hmm. like I don't know, like Nothing. a grape, like a grape in there. <laughs> um, They're like this tiny thing probably isn't a closet, right? And Angel's, like, yeah, oh, yeah. There's nothing behind it. Yeah, yeah. Let me knock on seven different parts of this wood. Yeah, I ne I never understood when they how they why they did that in. Because it's because it's like if there's shows. If, yeah because if there's like hard solid foundation and there's nothing there but if there's if it's hollow it means that they're hiding something behind whatever so they take his takes his little knife and like peels back the wood and right lo and behold there's like another storage area full of files yeah they're like oh seven boxes of huge files here we yes. go yes yep yeah. and they start going through them angel. And Deb are looking through like newspaper articles and they're all pictures of like pictures that haven't been released to the press or the public mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. crime scenes. We're like, oh, shit. How did Neil Perry get his hands on these photos? He must have been there. He must have been there and snapped these pictures as like little trophies. And that's that's the only explanation. Deb says to Angel, did we just did we just hit the mother load? And Angel says, no, we just hit the motherfucking mother load. So, I mean, what's bigger than the mother load? Only the motherfucking one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's about they, it. Uh, yeah, they, they find like a whole bunch. Like, I think it's cool because it, you kind of think like as the viewer, like, okay, so um, if he has these pictures that nobody else, nobody else has seen and have been released, like this puts him at all the crime scenes. Yeah. It has to be him. Yeah, it has to this be him. is this is the hard evidence they've been looking for. You know, all all they can do from here is find him first of all, and second right. of all, keep keep digging and see if you find any other you know hard evidence. Which mm -hmm. Laguerta is in her office. She's sort of talking to Matthews, Captain Crunch here, and she explains uh. that they're they're gonna actually excavate something from the back patio. Because they found, I don't, I don't know how they found something, but they found something in the back patio of Neil Perry's trailer. Yeah, probably like some sand or dirt or something covering, or like a hard surface. Yeah, typical like with the shovel and like you hear the clink and oh, something's in here. Yep, yeah. must be yeah. a body. We see this exchange, more of this political exchange between Laguerta and Matthews. This like chess match between the two of them that really never ends. You know, Matthews is telling Laguerta, you know, you need to do this, 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 and this. And she's like, yep, did it all. Did it all. Uh, I'm done. Thought of everything. He's like, wow, you you did a good job. And she says, I don't require your approval to do my job. Thank you for making me the woman I am today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good good burn there. Yeah. Nice burn. He's like, he's like you're welcome. <laughs> I guess I didn't need to be in this scene. <laughs> No, but he plays a big role in this episode later. He's extra crunchy later on. He's extra crunchy later yeah. on. <laughs> no, I can't do it. It's all you. Mm -mm. Nope. No. Mine is like. So it uh, sounds like you've. Uh, it sounds like you've done everything you need to do, Maria. I'm just gonna leave. 
Yours is really good. Mine, mine is like a ninety-year-old, like, like cigarette-smoking woman. Sure. Uh, next scene here, we've got Rita tucking in her children, but she only tucks in Aster. Does not even. I don't blame her. MVP <laughs> point just for that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Good night, sweetheart. I love you to everything." Oh, Cody's also here. Whatever. Go sleep with the dog bed. <laughs> Uh, and Aster tells uh, her mom that at the carnival, Paul said he wouldn't hit Rita anymore. Now we've got our 69 foot massages. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So we we find out here that uh, Rita and me and Jacob are still technically married. Uh, he She tried to like file for divorce, but in jail, he refused to sign the divorce papers. This conversation during the foot massage 69 is kind of awesome. Dexter says, when did you first notice the darkness inside the guy you fell for? He says, they, they have this back and forth. And Dexter then says, I have a dark side too. And Rita laughs. But it's, this is a big moment for Dexter. He's he's like kind almost of being honest, yeah. almost admitting yeah. it. Um, yeah. And she laughs. And she's like, somehow I doubt that. You're not like Paul. You don't hurt people. <laughs> he's and, like, want to see my blood slides? <laughs> Want to bet? <laughs> Innocent people. Sparky, you could never hurt a fly. <laughs> Actually, I murder people three times a week. No, but like he, he comes out and says, "Innocent people, I don't hurt innocent people." And Rita giggles. <laughs> well, like, I thought maybe he could spin that as like he's in the police force, so. He catches bad guys. I don't I know. I guess. I guess. I think he was kind of testing the waters because yes. he just he was so desperate for connection. Yep. But, you know, uh, and then he at the same time, he feels I think he said before in one of his monologues, like she's got like an abusive uh, crackhead for an ex-husband and a serial killer for a boyfriend. So, he, yes, he's just like, why? Well, I think this this poor woman, she keeps falling for these, you know, psychopaths. Yep. But yeah, he kind of throws that out there and she was just like, no, you're yeah. good. <laughs> you're not creepy at all. You're I mean, I, I do like the, the of what you said about testing the waters because of connection and that it does tie into our theme of like, mm-hmm. he's so desperate to find those people to connect with. And he does yeah. mention later in the episode, like, I mean, I do have Rita and the kids, but they just, it's not real. Yeah. They don't know who I am, which is They're why my he... real circle of friends. Yeah. No, no, they're in my... They're not... They're not my real circle. They're not in my circle of trust. No. Like if no. they were a Venn diagram. Yeah. Like they would, would be. be like, yeah. The, on one of the outside circle. On parts. one of the outside circle parts. Mm-hmm. The inside circle parts are serial killers. The outside circle parts are Rita and the kids. And then. Like the, and then like the police on the other side. Yeah. Police on the other side. Wow. And then like the, the ice truck killer and like. Jeremy Jeremy. (laughs) on the inside. Yeah. And Neil Perry. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting Venn diagram we just described. I like it. Yeah. But he's not, but like, he's not, they're not part of his circle of trust. No, definitely not. Now we cut to, speaking of circle of trust, Dexter wants to track down Jeremy Downs. Don't (laughs) track down nipples. I got nipples, Sparky. Could you milk me? (laughs) What? No, a circle of trust from. Oh, from... oh. Okay. 
I just had to throw yeah, that in from there. Sorry. Meet the meet the fuckers or meet, meet the, the parents. Yeah. Meet the parents. Yeah. <laughs> Dexter goes to this halfway house to try to chat track down Jeremy Downs. This is my least favorite interaction of the episode, where Dexter uh, interacts with this little goth kid playing the guitar. And oh um, god, yeah, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, it was really, really bad. He's like, uh, you know where Jeremy is? And the kid on the with the guitar says, he vacated the premises. Like unplugged. Okay, yeah. Un- unplugged um, electric guitar. Like, yeah. And he's like, hey, hey, focus, idiot. Stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> he vacated the premises. That's the worst interaction. This is the worst yeah, this is the worst scene of the episode for sure. Hands down. Hands yeah. down. The, I almost yeah. gave this kid an LVP just because of this. Yeah. Goth Horrible. guitar player. Yeah. At least but I'd plug in. <laughs> at least plug in and, and write a better him, yeah, song. Yeah. Yeah, write a better song. Yeah. That song's terrible. <laughs> Want to hear my he, new jam? He vacated the premises. That's all I got so far. That's good. It's really good. Keep writing. So he does find out from, from vacated the premises kid that... Jeremy is apparently selling himself uh, for cash down at Flamingo Park. So Dexter's like, oh, great. Okay, I got to I gotta go to Flamingo Park and find find this Jeremy. Whole, this whole scene. Just, yeah. yeah. No. Too many stereotypes. and Yes. And while he's here, I guess this is Dexter's day off, but... <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna real quick sing shout at it on a parade and then ow bow yeah Dexter 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 Spark, Sparky Sparky Morgan Sparky Now you sound like um Professor Snape Not Bueller Yeah Sparky Twist and shout, <laughs> twist and shout. Come on, bow, bow. So on his that sound, yeah, me too. It's it's a good sound. Yeah. So it's Dexter Morgan's day off, and uh, he's spending Sparky it with, Morgan's day off. Sparky Morgan's day off, <laughs> spending it with uh, this gothic guitar playing idiot. And yep. Deb- Deborah gives him a call and invites him to the Neil Perry's trailer party. Shit to, show. Yeah, shit show to uh, Bearhead Squad. There's like people jackhammering into the ground, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, and like, my first thought was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you don't make that? That sound when you're jackhammering. <laughs> I do every time I jackhammer. I just make the biggest. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah. We uh, we don't need to go that far. No, no. When I, <laughs> what you do on your personal time is, just let me jackhammer on my personal time. Okay. Well, I know. <laughs> I make really big faces, and then I make the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed immediately that like Angel wasn't wearing a hard hat; he was wearing his fedora. Yeah, I'm like Angel come on, care. dude, this is yeah. safety. No, he doesn't. Everyone care. else, everyone else in the background was wearing a hard hat except him. Was Masuka like, wearing his brawl? <laughs> don't worry, bro. My fedora will protect me <laughs> from all the wobble. <laughs> all the wobble. <laughs> watch out for the wobble. You put on a hard hat. I don't need one. You watch out for the wobble. 
Masuka's got his red flannel. And uh, Oh, is he wearing it again? I don't know. Okay. Probably. So Dexter walks in and cue, walks in. Cue the, cue the happy salsa music. Cue happy a... salsa music and yeah. an, like, another interaction. Murder animals just demonstrated for people dressed up like humans. So I did You're... write down a couple of the animals here. Oh, so. man. We need them. We need them. Tell we us need them. them. Okay, so first we have cow mouth with plant face outside. <laughs> so that might be my favorite one, actually. I should have saved that one. Plant face? Cow mouth with plant face. So, so it, was, it was half, like the bottom half was the cow mouth, but coming out of it was a plant. Okay, perfect. So like the like where the eyes and nose should be was just a plant. Okay. I have ring head with tits. Okay. <laughs> Ring head with tits. Okay, yeah. I got, good. <laughs> I got nipples ring head. Could you milk me? <laughs> Surprise squirrel. Do <laughs> dog face on wall. And bear on plate. Bear head on plate. If you uh, were doing some home decor um, and wanted to add a little feng shui to your uh, your home, what do you think out of these out of these choices would you go with? <sighs> I mean, I think I still want deer bride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'd go with Deer Bride. That would be I my feel number like Deer one. Deer Bride is like too in too intrusive, like especially in the middle of the room like that. I'd have to like be, you know. Yeah, but if you if you're gonna have any of these, you're not a normal person, right? So right. like, right? Yeah. I I would put Deer Bride like at the at the dining room <laughs> table with me, so that people when they're walking by, they don't think that I'm eating alone. You know. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well done on the uh, keeping track of Thank the you. animal Thank heads. You. Um, I think I'm that's just here to relay the most important information from the show. Well, you're doing a, phen a phenomenal job of that. Thank and Dexter, you. from the beginning here, Dexter really, truly believes that Neil Perry is not the guy. He's like, I, the ice truck killer is neat. He's precise. He's everything he does is, is calculated. And did here you we... think of this before Dexter said that as someone watching the show? I think Maybe. my first my first time seeing this, I felt the same disappointment that Dexter felt right. when they when they thought it was right. Neil Perry. I, I I wasn't sure that it I wasn't thinking like, oh, this can't be the guy. But I was like, man, this would be kind of a letdown because this guy has been a master class mm -hmm. this, this entire season. And yeah, and he's like gross animal people. Yeah. All over his house. Yeah. And, and he was caught like kind of easily. You know, but like at the same the, time, it's but at the same time, it's episode seven, and I think there's ten, right? So no, there's twelve. Oh, there's twelve. Okay, there's twelve. But yeah. still, so, I mean, that this could yeah. be him. So Dexter is sharing his opinions with Deb about how this is Neil Perry's not the guy. Um, you know, he's into taxidermy, and like our guy is really clean and you know, knows what he's doing, and he's not Neil Perry's not a killer. And Deb's like, oh, he's not a killer, huh? Turn around. And Dexter like turns around and they've excavated a skeleton woman that mm -hmm. appears to have been buried for, according to Masuka, two to three years. And a limb has been cleanly chopped Pink off. Cut. Yeah. So I think in this moment, Dexter, for the first time, is like, ah, is this actually this the guy? Is, I guess this is the guy. Yeah. And he's let down. I think the audience is let down. Well, there's um, just too much evidence at this point. Like yeah. pictures from every crime scene. Mm -hmm. He's on the run. 
He's got a clean cut Skeletor in his backyard. The I wood mean, wood panel station wagon. Wood panel station wagon. Yeah. Yeah. The evidence is really piled up. So we're we're left at, at with that scene of Dexter just sort of stewing in his disappointment. Now we're gonna cut to Cody and Astra eating breakfast in Rita's house. Mean Jacob shows up and sneaks into the house, just walks waltzes right in bringing uh donuts and flowers for rita and the kids and um as much as i hate paul because i really like you you just have to this scene is the acting for mark pellegrino in this scene is incredible in my opinion like he is towing you can tell that as a character he has all this pent-up like rage and frustration Mm -hmm. like he doesn't want Rita to tell him like you can't come in anymore. He's trying so hard to like, he's using all these methods to like, mm-hmm. you know, overcome that rage and like talk himself down. And it's his acting is incredible. And he's doing that while at the same time, trying to like put on a show for his kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. His I just, I love this actor so much, but like, obviously we hate Paul. It was, it was a cool scene. You can immediately feel the tension when he walks in. Yeah, that he like, but like the the way he sneaks in like that, you know that he's kind of like this menacing figure, and that he's dangerous, you know, right? Yes, yeah. he's not someone we can trust. So, no. and then he puts on this. I think she calls him like Disney Dad act. Yeah, yeah. Or he's like do 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 eggs and pancakes and bacon and yeah, like spinning around in circles and yep. like yeah, I like meat on my feet. It's real squishy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rita's um, like Rita's like shut stop like yeah you can't be here like that none of this is cool. The you, yeah the dynamic me, is re- like, yeah, yeah the dynamic is really tense. She's like yeah. you can't do this anymore, Paul, and she says it like four or five times to the point where yeah. he's like, "What? Like help me? Like, raise I'll make my kids. muffins. <laughs> I'll make muffins and stuffins. I'll make muffins and bluffins." <laughs> Like Paul, you're not even making any sense anymore. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's putting meat on their feet, Paul? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll make omelets for you. <laughs> I've got a nice tone. Here it is. Well, so he knows then, his audience because like idiot Cody is like loving every second of it. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, breakfast food is so fun. Yeah. Cody's like one of those like monkeys that like collapse yeah. you know what i'm talking about <laughs> with the symbols yeah i would rather that play cody than actual <laughs> who's that oh that's cody no that's the... yeah. no that's a monkey slapping symbols together i would rather that play cody <laughs> the show would be better if that's all that was there instead of Co- real cody i guess that's why rita doesn't have to tuck him in because that monkey yeah. doesn't really sleep it just yeah it's there and Collapse. But he's still your MVP from last week, right? No. <laughs> he wasn't my MVP. He was not. I did write down also that Cody sticks his bare foot out and lays a piece of raw bacon across it. Yeah, he slaps that bro. bacon right over yeah. his foot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's what so there, there's a few things I don't want to gloss over here is that Paul does apologize to Rita in this scene. Because first he sort of like loses it on her. He's like, what? What I can't help raise my kids. But then he sort of like catches himself and he's like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I let you down. I let everyone down. And it's a part of it is a little bit sad because he just wants to be with his kids. 
you know, and he he's obviously he can't control the darkness inside of him, but he does at his worst, he does still like want to be there for his kids. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's a little bit sad to watch this unfold. I didn't What's feel it? bad for him at all. No, no. I think it was just like a moment in this the first scene in the kitchen that I felt bad when he was apologizing. No. I don't feel bad I just... for what he did. Like he's an ass. He's the worst. And like knowing what he's going to do. And what's weird about this scene also is that Aster is like strangely happy again. So I guess she's turned a corner and I know kids are more resilient than adults, right. but she yeah. just seems to be eating it up. Right. Which is a little strange to me, but well, you know, cause he probably was like, Oh, I'll never do it again. I'm sorry. And for like an eight year old or whatever she is like, that was fine. Yeah. And daddy's yeah. home or whatever. And, Dexter, do you see my dad's home? Yeah, it's been an entire half episode, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dexter isn't in this scene with breakfast. No, he's not. No. He uh, wasn't invited to breakfast that day. No, he wasn't. So we flip now to Angel leading another conference room meeting. Um, we've got... Task Force an... H. Yeah. Bear, <laughs> bearhead squad meeting in the conference room. Let's look at a 75 foot by 75 foot picture of Neil Perry's mom. <laughs> and uh, she's dead. She's the one that was buried in the in the backyard in Neil Perry's backyard. But like, <laughs> it's an enormous picture of her. I have to note that now that you're bringing up the size of like the their suspects like Neil Perry and Roberta. Yeah. Because later they watch the confessions on the smallest fucking TV <laughs> in the universe. So like, <laughs> like why not invest more on like a big flat screen, awesome TV to watch the confessions. Yeah. And then just like show, you know, like a little slideshow of the, the, the suspect. Yeah, that's true. That's a really why good point. <laughs> I, and it's not like it's 1994. It's 2006. no, no. And they have this tiny little TV for the confession. It's like, like the good stuff. That's a good part. You know, when you yeah. were like in middle school and they would like wheel in the TV for mm -hmm. like mo movie days. Mm -hmm. That's what this reminded yeah. me of. Yeah. Like, Ooh, like movie time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But they're wasting their resources. Like we don't yeah. need like this gigantic picture of Neil Perry, you know, or, or his dead mom or yeah. Roberta. But the, what does come out in this meeting is that, they triangulated the cell phone signal, Neil Perry's cell phone, um, and he's been using it kind of at the same area for a while. And it's this like string of motels. I don't remember what Deb calls it, but like a hunting grounds for like Hooker, hook, Hooker yeah. Haven or something. Yeah. So they're going to go they're going to go check out this string of motels to see if they can track him down. Uh, meanwhile, Dexter is out for a run and on his day off on Sparky's day off, he's out for a little <laughs> run in the park. Because I think he's trying to track down Jeremy Downs. I assume this is Flamingo Park. Dexter is wearing a hood and big sunglasses. That's him in incognito, I guess. And as he's best as he's gonna get. Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to have a conversation with Jeremy and like track him down. As soon as he starts to talk to Jeremy here, Jeremy, I guess, notices that this is some kind of sting. Not Dexter, but like the park is some kind of sting. And he like pauses mm -hmm. and looks around. And then here comes Dokes, like a freight train. He's got the sword <laughs> from the knife salesman. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my way. And he like <laughs> just completely bulldozes Dexter, like uh -huh. incognito Dexter. <laughs> really funny camera shot of 
Dokes is continuing to run forward, but he's like he turns backwards to look at Dexter, who's laying <laughs> like on the ground. Second. Yeah, yeah, for a second. But like you see Dokes's arms <laughs> running forward, but his head is looking. <laughs> I had to watch it three times because it made me laugh every time. But I don't. He doesn't see that it's Dexter, right? He just he doesn't no, see. He Do- doesn't know it's Dexter. But the Dokes Dexter plot line is definitely it's bumping up here. Yeah. I it mean, is... I don't know why you wouldn't like grab that guy for questioning too, like the guy that was <laughs> following Jeremy and like. But I, I mean, show over then. <laughs> Correct. <So. laughs> yeah. Yes, that would be it. That would be it. So uh, now we go to the motel, and this is another one of the worst scenes in the show. Angel and Deb are grilling the motel owner. I think her name is Lelena Consuelo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She lists Long name. a lot of names. She has, a, you know, re- just really top-notch writing where she says, yeah, they come, they go, get it, they come. And they're and like, shut the fuck up. Just give just, us what we want to know. Yeah, like stop watering the plants and just tell us what the hell's going on here. Someone Eventually, like murdering people. Yeah, and she's like, like pay, being... Pay attention. Yeah. yeah, she's trying to be witty. Like, shut up. They eventually get out of her that Neil Perry is currently here renting a room. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so cool and uh yeah, so they start right there <laughs> yeah oh oh that that guy yeah he's over there yeah and but um, at first she's like won't cooperate she's like have, like have you seen this guy she's like oh you know i don't know and they're like no no he's right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like um this is a murder investigation she's like oh yeah, yeah. room 20 <laughs> you're probably gonna want to comply with the police yeah, yeah. and angels <laughs> i wrote what's the womb number <laughs> Weed the womb. What's the womb number? Give us the womb number. So she's like, yeah, it's over there, room 20. So they bust in to the womb, and <laughs> they find this this girl tied to the bed. And uh, the, the the girl's like, oh, he's, he's not here, but he's coming right back. He's going to the liquor store. So Deb and Angel decide to like, okay, we got to wait here because he's on his way back. Um, now a little, cl- little clue, right? We had a little clue that maybe this isn't the ice truck killer. Why? What's the clue? I don't know. What? She's not blindfolded. Oh, she's not blindfolded. Yeah. Yeah, but why would like, why blindfold yeah. her when you're planning to kill her? Tucci. Tucci was blindfolded the whole time. Yeah, but Tucci wasn't he wasn't gonna ever gonna kill Tucci. He's keeping him alive for Dexter. But like part of his MO Is part of his MO blind I don't know. I don't know. I mean, also the tools that are in this room are not necessary. Like they are menacing, like knives and yeah. stuff. But how are you going to drain this girl's blood in this hotel room? He has to get his ice truck. Yeah, where's that? That's not. That's, that's nowhere to be seen. That's um, an impound. Yeah, that's an impound. So Neil Perry come. Oh, well, real quick, we've got this cutscene uh, where. Dokes comes up to Dexter in the police station and says, I'm on to you. Immediately, Dexter's like, what? Because he doesn't know. If I, Dokes saw you, saw <laughs> I saw you, Sparky. I saw you. I saw you, Sparky. I saw your sunglasses. I saw you. I saw you behind that sunglasses, Sparky. <laughs> I ran into you and then I ran forward, but I kept looking back at you. <laughs> Want to play Frisbee, Sparky? I'm on to you. 
<laughs> and uh, Doak says you were, you, you know, you were right. He had previous experience. And then Doak says your instincts are always dead on when it comes to killers. Why is that? And Dexter's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because that's the show, Dokes. Because <laughs> I'm a killer. <laughs> and Dokes is like, I'm watching you. Then we cut. And then then he, we... he gives a he gives a he gives him a little wave on the way out. Yeah, Dexter like, like puts this. his hand up and yeah gives him, gives him a little. I love like... that Dexter Dexter like does not give a shit about Dex. Yes, not yet. He's like he whatever. He's not my problem right now. Yeah, not yet. Not not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Um, and then we cut back to the motel room. <laughs> Neil Neil Perry walks in. Um, he's got he's incognito himself with a little baseball hat and glasses. Angel and Deb you know, bust out from the bathroom and behind the door and, and arrest him. And this is, <laughs> this is where you start singing. You could restart the podcast over or. <laughs> yeah. If you want, you yeah. can listen to the song that Perry sings. You could just Darkness listen. fills my eyes. People now are sleeping. Birds like and the... beasts and flowers <laughs> soon will be asleep. I got to give it, I got to hand it to my buddy Crashtown. Yeah. I, I mentioned he was from Battle, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Um, he plays like a, a Raptor pilot, like, uh, you know, more like a military type. Um, he is so good at being, being horribly creepy yeah, in this scene. Is. This he might is. be the scariest scene in Dexter. Yeah. I yeah. just, I just, I don't know. There's something about the way he starts singing and smiling and, like they want, I know they want you to think he's the ice truck killer. So they're like, let's make him as deranged as possible. I don't know. This, this is just like, this just gave me the chills. Like this whole part. Yeah. Singing. And, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I agree with you completely. Uh, he, when he's singing, when his face is being like pressed, like onto yeah. the ground and he's like continuing <laughs> to sing. That like, was flowers like... <laughs> coming out of the ground. <laughs> This rug is really warm now, but it's chafing my cheek. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Bus Driver, can you please open up the door? You gotta sing it, though. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. <laughs> bus Driver. You're stepping on <laughs> my face. I can feel my wisdom. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yep. So good. Yeah, I knew we would have a field day with this. And the lady in the bed is like, can you guys untie me like before the song is over? Yeah, she's not into the song at all. So he's caught. We are back at the house. Aster, Cody, and Dexter are making some really gross like concoction of food. The doorbell rings. I guess Rita's not home. She may be at work. And we have our first real like face-to-face -face interaction with Paul and Dexter. This is a back crazy scene awesome scenes yeah this is right? an awesome scene so, so here, here's the conversation yeah, go ahead go ahead hey there big guy oh am i supposed to be <laughs> yeah you're dexter go ahead i don't remember what he said it doesn't have to be exact i didn't write down it doesn't have to be exact so let's just have the conversation <laughs> oh hey uh i'm dexter and uh i'm watching the kids oh i brought my booty I'm I'm here to give it to the kids. I'm here. I'm Disney Dad. I'm here to bring my booty to the kids. Uh, well, I don't think Rita would feel comfortable letting you in, so uh, I'm gonna have to turn you away. Who are you, like the babysitter? No, I'm actually the guy that 
gives your wife 69 foot jobs. Are you? <laughs> are you fucking my wife? Oh, uh, I put my head under her dress after watching Terms of Endearment. That counts. Did she like that? Because I tried it after Bambi and she didn't like it. <laughs> so yeah, the, the <laughs> tension just like kind of builds up here. And, and, and we find out that Paul actually owns the house. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, not great. Not good. And he's like, well, you know, Paul's like, I can walk in whenever I want because I own this house. And Dexter's yeah. like, uh, you know, homeowner issues are over my head, but like, maybe I should just call the police and let them sort it out. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as Paul hears police, he's like, you know what? All right, fine. I'm out. But then we have Stone Cold, Stone Cold Dexter. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. This moment where Paul fake punches Dexter in the face. Yeah. In the face. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He re- rears back and uh, throws the best fake punch he can. Dexter yep. barely flinches. Does not move. No. An inch. Yeah. And he's like, Dex is like, is that it? <laughs> Which is great. It's yeah. such a great yeah. reaction. Awesome. Amazing. Um, and so Paul's like, yeah, mm-hmm, that's it. All right. I got to go. Bye. And For he, now, bitch. Yeah, I'll be back. You know, Dexter sort of reflects on this idea that like, ah, this guy refuses to abandon his kids but like also in his mind i think dexter knows like i'm gonna have to confront this at some point like this is gonna be a problem at some point yeah and i forget how how it all unfolds but i remember it being awesome yeah it is at the meanwhile at the station dokes congratulates deb on busting probably the biggest serial killer that the state has ever seen we do have this little spark between Deb and Dokes, a very like mm-hmm. subtle spark, but she says, it sucks you weren't a part of this. And he kind of smiles and says, I'm cool. I got my own bad guy. And then she tells Dokes that there's actually going to be a party at Tony Tucci's hospital room because Tony mm-hmm. Tucci's going to walk and get out of the hospital for the first time. So she invites Dokes to attend as her plus one. To this, well, she calls uh, him Mr. Grumpy Head. Yeah, yeah she does. Because he says no, right? Like he he's not gonna go. Yeah. She's like, fine, yeah. Mr. Grumpy Head. So yeah. then he thinks, don't about call it. me Mr. Grumpy Head, bitch. <laughs> it's Doctor Grumpy Head. <laughs> so he doesn't want to go. No, I think he's kind of like a little let down that he was on like the the side quest, right? Not yeah, the... <laughs> a little bit. He was on the side quest. He was in Tears of the Kingdom. You know, he's he the was, one. He was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the one gathering mushrooms <laughs> while Link is out yeah. fighting Ganon, you know. He's in the depths looking for a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter is later now telling Rita that Paul like stopped by and they had this sort of confrontation. Um Dexter comforts Rita by saying, There, there. That's all you can come up with. <laughs> yeah. There, there. There, there. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I feel I better. feel much better. Yeah. <laughs> And Rita says, why can't he just go away and disappear forever? And Dexter says, oh, he can. And voiceover. That voiceover, yeah. Dexter says, he can do that very easily. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we cut to Paul's motel room where he's rolling a joint with like 600 ounces of weed. <laughs> like, I've never seen that much weed in my life. Like, yeah, you probably don't need all that. Yeah. You're going to get yeah. real messed up tonight, Paul. And we see like. Oh, a... you meant like. Okay. I thought you meant in the joint. I didn't know. You meant like a separate bag he has also. Yeah, just like sitting on the bed, like pounds and pounds of weed. Yeah, he got it from the guitar playing kid from the halfway house. 
Oh. <laughs> Here is some marijuana. <laughs> uh, that's where he got it. And uh, we see this little shadow shadow creeping outside Paul's motel room. And we assume that it's Dexter, right? Yeah. Because of that scene I beforehand. Didn't. You I didn't? didn't? I didn't. Okay. No. Yeah. It turns out it's Rita. And uh, Paul tries to invite her in. And she's like, nope. <laughs> not going in that marijuana-induced yeah. room. No thanks. And uh, He's like, hey, I got some beers. Let's just kick it like old times. Yeah, yeah you like my wife, Peter? She's and like, yeah, no. No, I don't. I don't really like it. Rita's like, you know what? No more surprise visits to the house. Like, no more of this Disney dad thing. And she, she says, you lost your right to be a father when you beat your children's mother, which is an mm-hmm. awesome line. She's sticking to her guns here, which is... Mm-hmm. Which is great because he's first he tries to like intimidate her and is like, you really think you can make me back down? And she's like, you know what? The judge put me in charge. I'm in control of how much you see your children. So like mm-hmm. either you sign the divorce papers and I'll agree to supervise visits or you just straight up don't see your kids like that's your decision. Mm-hmm. And so he's he, like, oh, I love the you, you, Rita. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> Look I'm at totally you. into this. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sign him. <laughs> yeah. Now he's Disney husband. Flips the switch, signs the divorce papers. For now, that sort of puts a bow on this. Oh, I saw right through this shit. Did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, the guy that just like fake punched Dexter and. You yeah, saw I mean, that that dark side of him earlier with Rita. Yeah. Um. You saw it with Dexter. You see it a little bit in this scene. Like you really think you can make me back down? And then when he does the heel turn and signs the papers, and he's like, "I love the new you. I'm all about this." Yeah. Nah, I wasn't buying one second of that. Yeah. But no, good. Definitely... But good act. Get Mark Pellegrino. Great act. Great acting. Yes. Great acting. And very, he's very... he's playing the long game. You know, I mean, he yes. can't. The, yes. There's nothing he can do right now in this moment. He's got to play the long game. All right. So now we are at the station and they're watching the interviews of Neil Perry and Jeremy Downs in two separate interrogation rooms on six inch TVs screens. <laughs> it's Dexter. They look like Michael Scott's TV. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled right into the wall. Dexter. Like, Mas- Masuka. Captain Crunch is there. Yep. He's like, can we get some bigger TVs? This is bullshit. Can we get some popcorn? Dexter Masuka, Angel, Captain Crunch, like the whole, the whole department is sitting here watching the, the interviews, and, and for uh, the for Miami Metro, like, hey, look, we caught two people. That's that's like why this. the whole station is watching because this <laughs> never happens. <laughs> this They're is like, like seriously, get the popcorn, bring out those old TVs we haven't used in ages. We actually caught two people. Yeah, the, even the randoms guys, are like, guys, we, guys, we we caught we caught two people. Oh my god. We have in one in one interrogation room is let me see if I got this right. Uh-huh. La Guerta, La Guerta and Neil Perry, Correct. the ice truck killer. And Dokes with Jeremy Downs. Correct. Right? Yep. Right. Um so they're watching both at the same time. Then we cut to We got Ed- some surround sound or something in here. <laughs> Give them the lights. <laughs> Uh, Deborah, make some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, Captain Crunch really wants a bowl of cereal. How do they decide to hear like which which one they were gonna listen to, and which one they were just gonna watch? I think you know. I think Masuka's, you gotta go with the ice truck. I don't know. I think Masuka's that's the on, bigger case. It is, but Masuka's on remote 
duty. <laughs> so whichever one volume he wants to control, Got that's it. what they're going to okay. listen to. Yeah. Got it. Um, but Deb is not here. Deb is, we're going to cut now to the hospital where Deb is at Tony Tucci's yeah. party. Re- recovery party. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's champagne popping. Everyone is celebrating. Thank you to this doctor to, who put Tony Tucci back together. And guess who was also at the party? Our good friend Shonda. Uh, Shonda's there. Shonda <laughs> is there. She is in attendance. I told you she she you know makes another appearance. Um, I, I mean, ca- I mean, of course, invite your prostitute to your recovery party. <laughs> yeah, you got a new hand. You got a new foot. Why wouldn't you invite your prostitute? Yeah, into your into the hospital. So everything, everyone's cool with this. I mean, oh yeah. Are they are they dating now? Is or is she I just I don't know. a supportive know. prostitute? Okay. Doesn't Deb throw out a comment like now you have a, a shot with me now that you have like a hand and a foot or something? Something like that. Yeah. He's like Dokes' mom said you still had a cock. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Dokes. Mrs. Dokes said you still had a cock, so and uh Tucci's like, Yeah, Mrs. Dokes is right. Yeah, you wanna <laughs> see? Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and dr rudy's like i didn't put that on him no that's real that's all real <laughs> so tucci gets up and starts dancing with shonda deb and rudy have a sidebar and they're talking about how you know it's like a work of art what rudy did for uh mm. for tucci rudy says that he studied the human form in paris and apparently that's all deb needs to just say it's so hot yeah to like percolate you said you said paris you said paris i'm in form like please take me to dinner and uh rudy invites asks her out and that's when dokes shows up yeah yep oh so i was right there were seeds planted there were seeds i completely forgot completely forgot that ever happened this is a little subtle love triangle little subtle triangle no it's i mean it's a quadrangle because you have you have a uh, Tucci that's still kind of interested in Deb too. Oh, but Tucci's not a full person because he's missing three parts. So does that make it? Yeah. So <laughs> somewhere between What's... a triangle and a quadrangle. Yeah, like a rhombus, like a rhombangle. <laughs> okay, so we've got this rhombangle. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shonda's part of it too. Oh, you're right. It's a she's pent- involved. Yeah, yeah. It's like a pentagangle. Pentagangle. That's between it. Between Tony Tucci. Shonda, Deborah, Doctor Rudy, and Dokes. What about what about Sean the mechanic though? Is he involved? Well, he's not in the scene. Oh, so. uh, otherwise it would be a hepto. But all five angle. of them are are a, a rhomba angle. Uh, do they a all angle? And they, all five of them dance together, right? <laughs> they in do. This scene, okay. They celebrate good times. Come on, I've Me got know. a hand and a new foot. Ningle. <laughs> the whole yeah. thing is weird he's just been through like a trauma he has like a weird like jelly foot <laughs> it looks like jello like he a jello a, foot. he has a jello foot it looks it looks like jello like jiggle like a jiggly foot it, no it's know. like a it's it's like a fake <laughs> leg it yeah that's nah, not very good all right well don't tell <laughs> the hand that. is good the hand yeah. is really good the hand's yeah. pretty good yeah so now we're back in yeah. LaGuardia is still conducting her interrogation of Neil Perry and her in, in her interrogation tactic is a little bad on. <laughs> yeah, a little a little bad. 
I was going to go with unconventional, but bad also works. She's not asking questions. She's just basically letting Neil Perry, like, stream of consciousness, like, Go through step on my face. I like so can you when stop you singing? step on me, you can step on my face. Flowers like, in the carpet. Neil, Neil, I need you to focus. And he smoked. He smoked an entire pack of cigarettes in this interrogation yeah. too. And then she lights up too. Yeah, she's like, yeah. "All right, this is how we're gonna play it." And then she kind of makes this weird, like, "You want all the attention?" It's about the media, mm-hmm. kind of talking about herself a little bit, yep. you know. And like, this is what's this is what's gonna happen. Like, the fun part's not gonna come until you confess. Mm-hmm. But she, I, so I can I, You know what? I take it back. It's not bad. She gets the confession. She does. She gets the confession. So, she does say yeah. a very interesting line, which I don't know if you caught it, but she, uh, I could be wrong, but she says, my ass is spreading like cheese whiz. <laughs> what? <laughs> I swear to God. She says, oh, my... that's the, okay, then I'm giving Dirty Deb's comment to, to I'm going to sub in, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sub in for Maria, yeah. My ass Wait, is spreading like cheese whiz. My ass is spreading like cheese whiz. Yes. <laughs> Why she says this, I don't. I need to go back and rewatch like this scene. But when she's, I talk- really like cheese whiz. Spread I want to please spread apart your ass. <laughs> oh man, the trial with this guy is gonna be fun. I plead guilty now. Spread that ass cheese. And Laguerta's like, I'm just gonna chill until you tell the truth. He's like, you know what? You're right. This isn't the fun part. The fun part was hanging them like cattle. Like, oh, shit. And she's like, hanging who? And he's like, the hookers. Right before I cut their throats. Everyone's like, yeah! Yeah! We got up! We got up! Captain Crunch is like dancing with Masuka. He's so happy. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Dexter is watching, and he's super disappointed, too. Yep. He's like, my circle of friends is is down to one because uh, I guess it's just Jeremy now. So that's, I mean, yeah, we caught him. We caught the ice truck killer. Took us seven episodes, Miami Metro, but we caught him. We did. Um, so Dexter's in his desperation for connection here. He walks into Jeremy's inve- interrogation room. And because he wants to find out, like, dude, I warned you last time not to kill again. And you did it. So he Dexter wants to find out, like, why did you kill? First of all, Jeremy has no idea that Dexter is a cop and like works in the right. police station. So he's like, "Why? What? Why the fuck are you?" He's here? like, "What? What? Yeah. yeah." And Dexter had shut. Are the you camera. the guy with the frisbee? <laughs> <laughs> Dexter is. He takes out this like little tool so he can get the blood on, from underneath Jeremy's mm-hmm. finger fingernails, mm-hmm. so that if someone walks in, it, you know, it yeah, makes sense. he's doing his job. He's yeah. doing his job. And uh, so Dexter's like, "Why? What? Why did you do this?" what were you feeling and uh jeremy is like i did it to feel something different and dex is like mm-hmm. well what do you normally f- feel and jeremy's like nothing mm-hmm. i don't i don't ever feel anything i live inside my head i can't stand it um and dex is like does killing make it better and jeremy's like nope it's worse makes it worse yeah makes it worse yeah and uh dexter actually has this moment of connection where he says i'm a lot like you yeah, I'm, I'm empty, yeah. but I actually found a way to make it feel less bottomless. 
And that way is to pretend, pretend the feelings are there, pretend that, you know, you have connections with other people. And then this angry cop busts in. He's like throwing the chairs. He's obviously going to get real physical with Jeremy. The so same Dexter... guy that was like, was like the Doke substitute. It was like, yeah. where's your report, Dexter? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm filling in for Dokes today. Yeah. yeah. Sparky. Where's your report, Sparky? Yeah. So Dexter tells goes out to the lawyer. And he's like, yeah, you should probably get in there sooner than later. So he's, he kind of like tries to look out for Jeremy a little yes. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because Jeremy's like extra yeah. vulnerable in that moment. So like. Mm-hmm. And he could relate. Yeah. He could relate. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, Deb and Rudy, Dr. Rudy, are on their first date. Mm-hmm. And their date is uh, to sit outside a parking lot. Where Where are they? <laughs> They're I just think they're like at a like at a burger joint or something. Oh, okay. Like, so they're at a burger hanging joint. out. Okay. Yeah. And she's sitting on like the trunk of the car, and he they're talking, mm-hmm. and she's opening yeah. up to him about she's opening up to Rudy about how like her father, how she has a brother, but like her father would always give the brother all the attention, and she never mm-hmm. like got any. And then we find out a little bit more about Doctor Rudy, and that like became who he is because his mom like lost both of her legs in a car accident and he just wants to like he just wanted to put her back together he just wanted to find the legs yeah just <laughs> he just wanted an hour with the I lower just, half just... <laughs> <laughs> what about the top half could i get in a... <laughs> could i talk with that for a few minutes i just wanted to find the legs i spent yeah. my whole life just trying to find her legs um sob story sob they story. share them they connect they kiss it's a go it's a go it's a go they make out they make they out probably bang they probably yeah. bang and make out. They probably bang. Meanwhile, Dexter is Deborah's got a new Deborah's got a new boyfriend. Deborah's got a new boyfriend for sure. Dexter's at home. He's going through some of his like photos and he's like kind of reflecting on how he's gonna miss the ice truck killer. It's like I'm gonna miss my yeah. playmate. It's almost like he really enjoyed the like the game of chase. Mm-hmm. Cat and mouse, yeah. Cat and mouse. And like yeah. It's sad for him that he's gonna he's gonna miss that, and he felt like he kind think, of had a lot to learn. I think he wanted to be the one to get him, though. Like that's yeah. I think that's really like the what's pissing him off more than anything. Yes. Yeah. yeah agreed. And because in in this emptiness that he's feeling at this moment, he feels the need to connect with someone. So he actually like goes to visit Jeremy Downs in his jail cell. Mm-hmm. And here is the this is the content warning we talked about earlier. The uh, the as he's walking into the jail cell, the cops like kind of push past Dexter yeah. and see that uh, Jeremy has unfortunately, I guess he like cut his own wrists with yeah, with like the edge of the bed or something. the edge of the yeah. bed. And Dexter's voiceover says, "Jeremy did take my advice. He killed someone who deserved to die." Um, and he also did mention in his in his narration that like growing up, I had Harry as a guiding force. Yeah. And- and Jeremy hasn't had that. And so, you know, he's thinking, like, if I can help someone like me, maybe that's the connection I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it, it comes a little too late here. And uh, it's I also, something. Yeah, go ahead. I also wonder if Dexter, part of him is thinking, like, would this have been me if not for Harry? Like, would I have ended up? Absolutely. Yep. Exactly here. It's it's a sad moment for Dexter. It's a weird moment for us as as the audience to like have these sad emotions for this murderous yeah. kid. Yeah. 
he was searching for seeking connection could not find it there because now jeremy's dead we have like two more scenes now matthews is congratulating laguarta in her office she is like putting on makeup and pressing prepping for this press conference he's like you know what good job yeah you did a great job blah 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 and then he tells her that the press conference is over so it's over <laughs> and she's like did you at least give me credit and he's I like i just did <laughs> i just gave it to you haven't you been listening and it's a real shit move it's really it's, shitty. Yeah, because she, she, you know, it's her, it's her department. It technically it's his department, but she was instrumental in. Yeah, I but guess. then you could say like, is it? Should it have been Angel? Should it have been Deborah? Like, you know, right. it's the, it's unfortunately the chain of command is always gonna win out, and yeah, in this case, it just doesn't look great as like you know, white male, taking the credit for yeah, right, exactly, especially with like everything Maria Maria went through with Tony's mom. Yeah. Like, and and I know like doing the press conferences and being like the face of Miami Metro isn't why you do the job. But I think in this case, like she pretty, she deserved that press conference. Agreed. Agreed. She needed, she needed this win. Yeah. She needed this win. And he, he just kind of like, you know, swiped it from her. Yeah. Pooped in her office. I took a shit in your plant, Maria. (laughs) I know a guy that could turn it into a cow head. (laughs) <laughs> oh wait no that's the extra killer never mind uh, he's gone we get uh the last scene of this episode which is such an awesome scene um, at this point you're like okay this episode's amazing i don't think there's anything that can make it better like we're ready to tie a bow on it yep and then and then and what then, happens and then dexter in his desperation to have any connection with anyone who understands him is now waiting extra killer yes he is waiting in an interrogation room to speak to Neil Perry because he's like, you know, I have a billion questions for this guy. What was his message to me? He's been in my apartment. He's seen my photos. He knows where my blood slides are. He knows where my blood slides are. <laughs> he put a smiley face on Valerie Castillo's blood slide. He knows I everything. to return the little knife that he used to put the smiley face in the he, blood. Um, yeah. yeah. He gave me a dismembered Barbie. Yeah, like in I want some freezer. of my things back. Yeah. yeah, give me my things back. If we're and... breaking up, like here's your box of things. Yeah, <laughs> I want some closure with him. Yeah, so he wants to know, like, what what was this message the whole time? You've been teasing yeah. me and toying with me for seven episodes. I... Mm-hmm. So, like, what is it? So, Dexter is waiting for these answers. Neil Perry is brought in. He's looking crazy as ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Dexter, uh, that all the cops leave, right? Yeah. So Dexter's alone in the room with him and he says, hi. And Perry like looks up slowly and says, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? And Dexter looks at the camera, awesome, smiles and realizes that this is not the ice truck killer. It ain't over. It ain't over. This is not he's the still, ice truck killer. He's still out there. Yep. Everything that we just saw was... Well, I mean, okay, yeah, he was still a killer. Yeah. He still will be he's, convicted of murder. He's yeah. creepy. But he, he's not the killer. He's not the ice truck killer. Right. He's not. And there's got to be another explanation for why he has those photos and all of that. And I'm sure we'll get it. But this is not him. Because the ice truck killer 100% would have looked at Dexter, known who he was, and right. yeah. engaged in conversation. Right. Right. 
crazy episode. Just a, just a slam dunk. Yeah. All the way around. Yeah. No, really? I mean, no, there was no filler. There was good things for all the characters. You know, they celebrate uh, Tucci getting, you know, new limbs. They they catch, um, you know, they catch what they who they think is the ice truck killer. Yep. Um, a lot of really deep good stuff between Dexter and Jeremy. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of Dokes Dexter going on. Yep. Just and, so solid. Yep. And we've got love Penta Wrangles, Pentagangles. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better. I think. I think I went, we'll get into this when we talk about the rating, but I remember the I remember, and I don't want to talk about other shows too much, but I remember watching Lost for the first time and seeing Walkabout and thinking I am hooked. Yeah. Like the pilot was great. The one with the first episode with Kate was very good. But after Walkabout, it was like, I can never stop watching this show. I need to watch the next one. I think this might have been the one to do it for me. Yeah. Dexter. Okay. I, I, told, I mean, I don't I know. Totally see that. I don't I, I don't know, but I'm sure it wasn't the last one. Right. Right. No, this this was definitely I don't remember 2006 Josh, but this you know? this might have been the one. I mean, I what he what I was thinking watching Dexter. No, I don't. Oh. You do you want to close your eyes and do a repressed memory? <laughs> no, that, that okay. clearly didn't work. That didn't work. But okay. <laughs> but I think that if I think that if like this was the walkabout of Dexter for me. Yeah. It, for I, sure. I mean, if this one doesn't like catch you in and make you like hit next immediately, I don't know what does. Yeah. It's true. It was really yeah. tough for me to just stop watching here. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. So there were no there were no Dexter kills in this episode. No. This is two in a row, two episodes in a row with no Dexter kills. Do you have a dirty Debs quote? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let Maria LaGuerta steal a quote. Because it's our podcast, we can do whatever we want. My ass is spreading <laughs> like cheese whiz. Got it. That's too that's too good to not be the i have i had that one but i also had can i get permission to run masuka's prince as the ice truck killer <laughs> yeah that, that was good too when <laughs> so he was like funny. i'll give you some warm dna yeah. yeah all right let's get into our mvp lvp conversation and then we'll do like sort of a recap of where we're at with the mm-hmm. scoreboard um so who are you, who are your mvps here uh the first one i have to go i have to give it to rita her conversation with paul i mean like she was thrown off guard at first, kind of scrambling. But then when she like willingly goes over there to tell him what's what and be like, listen, I'm the one in control. You stay the fuck away from me and my kids. Yeah. This is how it's going to go. Um, she's clearly like gained so much confidence as a character. And whether or not that's like, you know, with the help of Dexter being in a, a what she thinks is a good relationship or whatever the case may be, you know, her character growth and the fact that she's able to stand up to this fucking menacing monster and just be like nope this is how it's good to be you don't mm-hmm. show up at the house yeah agreed completely there were so many people that could have deserved yeah. one mm-hmm. this time um i ha- but I, I gotta go with dexter i gotta okay. all right i think like i think like the non-flinch from the punch is what sealed the deal for me yeah that was badass <laughs> for sure was it badass. was and like yeah he's just so like everything he says is like just right when he's confronted by me and Jacob. Yeah. Everything he says is just like smart and like he's not threatened, but he's like he just says the right thing. He like he like jokes kinda when he like 
he doesn't play it as a joke, but he like, oh, like uh, homeowner stuff's way above me. So why don't we just call the cops? Like, so he gives it back to him and, and doesn't back down, doesn't let him in the house, you know, and then combined with his need to connect and, you know, realizing like I have someone that I could take under my wing and maybe, you know, put this kid on the right path or a different path like Harry did for me. Yeah. Um, albeit it was a little too late, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, for the first time needs another human to make himself feel like a real person. Like yeah. he's just not, he's not this, like I'm alone. I'm by myself. I'm nobody. I have no, I have nothing. He wants somebody else around him. He wants a connection. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The anyway, only re- I mean, it was, cl- it was close, but I had to give it to him. The only reason I didn't give it to him was because of what happened in the park and how he was inches away oh, yeah. from being <laughs> yeah. discovered. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. that, that was a little, um, it, I don't think it was the best, like thought out. No. Dexter's no. day off that could, that he could have done. <laughs> Bow, bow. Yeah, he should have Sorry. just sang Twist and Shout. I don't. <laughs> um, my two MVPs are, so you have Rita and Dexter. My two MVPs are Rita as well, for all the reasons you said. And I'm going to give it to Deborah because she's the one that finds Neil Perry. Um, she's the one that <laughs> does this very simple investigation into, like, moving violations and yeah um you know finds him it's the jackpot it's the jackpot <laughs> she also scores herself a new boyfriend in this episode so like this is a, in my opinion it's a big win for deb and yeah episode. things are uh, definitely looking up for her yeah all right lvps what do you got you're I, oh, we, have she, this, you I, I, we probably have the same too but you go ahead i don't know if we do i i definitely have paul He's just easy to despise, and he, he, you know, everything that you mentioned about Rita and just this this underlying, like, rage and frustration that we see in him. Obviously, Mark Pellegrino is incredible, so it's nothing about him. It's just the hatred and disgust in this character mm-hmm. of Paul. Um, mm-hmm. So that's definitely number one. I was kind of torn between the second one. I had to give honorable mention to Gothic Guitarist. But he doesn't Don't really give me an LVP point. Yeah, I vacated the Brabham's house. And then I also had to give honorable mention to that motel owner, Lelena, because <laughs> she sucks. I'm. I, I think I'm gonna give it to Matthews just because it was. Yeah, a, we got the same two. Yeah, we such got the same a two. Dick move to take credit for Laguerta's win, yep. and he basically had no faith in her during the investig inter- during the interrogation. He was like, I'm I'm losing my patience, and she's like, Yeah. Like, give her a yeah. second. This is the ice truck killer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, he's not just going to immediately. Yeah. yeah I it did didn't it. take very long. It took like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing my patience. Well, yeah. then, like, get more patience because <laughs> yeah, stuff takes time. Go grab another bag of popcorn. Yeah. So you've got... got a crunch and munch. Crunch a bunch. Bunch of crunch? Like the candy? Bunch of crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Paul and Matthews. I've got Paul and Matthews. Yeah, we're do- um, we're doubling down on both. Doubling down on both. So let's go ahead and update our standings here. We've got a point, two points for Rita, right? One point for Dexter. Mm-hmm. One point for Deborah. We've got minus two for Paul. And Crunch. 
and Captain Crunch. All right, so where we're at right now at the top of our list is still Dexter with six points. In second place, though, look at Rita, four points. Mm -hmm. We got Ice Truck Killer with two. We got Dokes, Masuka, Tony Tucci, and Debra all tied with one point. Wow. We've got Aster with zero points. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just not on it. <laughs> no, no. She got okay, one okay, negative okay, and okay, one positive. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> all tied with negative one point. We have Harry Morgan, Sean the Mechanic, Neighbor Karen, and Shonda the Prostitute. <laughs> really eclectic group there. All... They came in, did their damage, and now they're yeah. gone. Yeah. Please tell me Shonda's gone. I don't know. I don't oh know. My God. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Spoilers, we... Shonda's the ice truck killer. Yeah, she is. She's been manipulating <laughs> Miami Metro the entire time. <laughs> then tied with negative two towards the bottom, we've got Cody, Paul, and Captain Crunch. And at the bottom... Tied with negative three, we've got Maria LaGuardia and Angel Batista. Oh wow, he's got he's got some work to do. He does, he does. He's kind of been he hasn't been bad. He hasn't done anything bad. He just hasn't really been. He hasn't been given that much. I no, guess. not yet. But he he will. Yeah, he definitely he will. will. All right, so let's let's go ahead and rate this episode. I'm yeah. I guess I guess I'll go first. I'm going to give this an eight. Mm -hmm. This was an awesome episode. So much tension building up great thematic references to like emptiness and desperation for connection that we see, like I mentioned earlier, across the board with Dexter, Deborah, Paul, Jeremy, Dokes, like everyone just sort of longing for intimacy and mm -hmm. connection. That on top of, you know, just the the development of the the Paul versus Dexter plot and mm -hmm. The ice truck Dokes killer versus Dexter plot. Dokes yeah. versus Dexter plot. The you know Neil Perry's acting, Mark Pellegrino's acting. Like it, it was just this was as close yeah. to a home run without being a finale that we can get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and that's why I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go slightly higher with eight point five. Okay, and I, you know I'm really just going back to compare it to like what if it, if there's a successful TV show, what's the one that hooks you in? What's the one that like? Mm -hmm. Makes you think like I'm never gonna stop watching this. I mean, unless it gets really bad, which does happen, unfortunately. But um, in this case, it definitely doesn't. And mm -hmm. if this was the one that like hooks me, hooked me in, then I think I I got to give it the credit where it's due. Yeah. So I'm going eight point five. There was there wasn't there wasn't too much I didn't like about it. A couple of scenes here and there. I would say I would say I love this episode. Okay. Awesome. So, so. I'm saying like eight point five is love, and then like. Nine to ten is like epic. Yeah. yeah. Which we'll get. We will get there. Oh, we're gonna get plenty of those. Yes. But yeah. Uh that, that I think puts... there was I think I think there was yeah, there was there was just too much too too much material that was good. Yes. To not give it a little bit of a bump. Yeah. Yeah. Plus we got a you know, a hymn. Now the day is over is the name of that hymn that he sings. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um I had I did a little research. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, you can it was, close this out with uh, with the rest of the song. I probably will, but it, <laughs> it was written in the 1800s. So, oh, okay. okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Where are we at with our rankings? We are... So that's an 8.25 aggregate that we gave this episode, mm -hmm. which clearly puts Season 1, Episode 7 
Circle of Friends as as our number one episode. So we've got episode seven, five, six, four, three, one, two. Wow. Crocodile okay. that crocodile episode is our least favorite down at the bottom mm-hmm. uh, at a four point five. So we're ranging now all the way from four point five to eight point two five. We're really on the yeah full spectrum here of points, and I yep. don't think Crocodile is going to <laughs> climb make out, it out of the bottom. Yeah. No. <laughs> not anytime soon. I don't think. No, no, no. <laughs> probably, so, probably the loser of season one. Yeah, probably. Safe to say. So that wraps up uh, season one, episode seven, Circle of Friends. You know what's uh what, yeah what's coming next? Yeah, yeah, next week. Hopefully, maybe this week. Um, we still yeah. have New Year's and all that stuff. So oh yeah, we got time. We might we got, we have some time to do another one. The next one's called Shrink Wrap. Shrink Wrap. Uh, shrink Wrap. I have no idea what happens. I died. I'm not gonna read the plot recap. Nothing. I'm going in like it's my first time watching. Okay. Awesome. I have no idea what happens. Yeah. I I don't all know. Really it's called Shrink Wrap. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Yeah. I don't remember at all. If you guys like listening to us, please, you know, give us some, give some high ratings, some comments, listen on Apple podcast and Spotify and some of the other good ones. We have an Instagram where we post some fun video footage. It is Bay Harbor bros. And you can see some bleep, some bleepers. You could see, you could see some bleepers, some bloopers and bleepers, some babies. And, you know, here, maybe maybe we'll put some other bonus footage on there. Uh, there's plenty of singing that, you know, we... <laughs> happens. <laughs> that happens. So and come on the show. You want to be a guest? You want to come chat with us? Absolutely. Yeah. Please, please come on. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening. Now Have a good one. day is over. Night is Podcast has ended. I'm gonna go step on my face. This podcast is over. I can keep singing like this, but I've got rug burn on my face.